Welcome to Jarred, everyone. The world sucks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Jarred, where apparently the four of us are just never going to be on the same episode together ever again. On this season. <laughs> well, we've got two more chances. Ryan's like, ooh, I have a headache. I have a, my head hurts. Oh, bloody hell. My head. <laughs> a b- bloody hell. I need a bottle of water. <laughs> my headache. Also, I'm stupid. <laughs> How do you guys think he would pronounce migraine if he were to say it out loud? Migraine. I think he would say migrainey. <laughs> <laughs> because of the like heat. Hermione. <laughs> oh, God. Do we want to talk about it? Yeah. Because if I don't, because I don't see my therapist for the next two weeks, so I need to get it out to someone. Great. You can start us off. It's your episode anyway. Um, fuck Clarence, for one. Honestly. Like, a fucking traitor, honestly. Fucking traitor. Fuck all of SCOTUS. I'm pissed off. And, like... Uh, RBG is rolling in her grave right now. Oh my god, RBG. I don't even want to think about RBG right now. Like, and I'm pretty sure she said it. She was like, you know, make sure shit stays the same right before she... And um, it's just not. Um, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. It's weird. It, it's it's weird to think about because we've never known our lives... Without Roe v. Wade. Outside of. Yeah. It's like you're not born knowing that. Yeah, no, I think that's what's so scary Very early in school, and it seems like something that's so historical, you don't really ever see the issue being broached again. Yeah, you you never, you never, we never thought of the idea of it going away. Right. And then it just does. And um, I'm sorry, like, Yes, I love kids. Okay, obviously I love babies and all that bullshit. However, (laughs) going what I went through with Weldon, and I've talked about it on like way, way earlier episodes of the podcast, like season two. I would do everything that I did to have Weldon. Um, However, if something, if an accident were to happen, granted, I've been married for this year nine years. Me and my husband take all steps necessary. I'm on birth control because of my PCOS, which Enjoy also, that while it lasts. Yeah, which also uh, PCOS, um, people who suffer with PCOS, by the way, one in 10 women, um, their pregnancies are harder and they have, they're more in up to ectopic pregnancies and more difficulties and uh, granted, I didn't have an ectopic pregnancy. I had a lot of shit that I went through that now that I know and have been through it and I fortunately came out on the other side, that's not a position that I would want to put myself in if an accident were to happen. So my husband's getting snipped because I will be goddamn. Well, but with, it, with <sighs> the news, it it seems, I mean, you know, we occasionally see people post about it on Facebook, but it's nothing like it has been the last day. But while I appreciate people using their social media platforms to advocate for abortion rights, 
Um, it seems like a lot of them lean on the reasons as a bit of a crutch. Like, oh, well, what if this person is raped or what if this happens or if this happens? But the thing is, what if a woman just does not want to have a kid? Thank you. There, do, there, there doesn't need to be and see, a reason. And that's the like, thing. And that- it's, not, it's, it's not like, let me just get this out. It's not like yeah. the, because I've heard this over the last couple of weeks. My own grandfather, God bless him. I love him more than life itself. But he, I mean, he's misled as fuck about it. Like it, the right and the conservatives, they, they're like, oh, late term abortion. Ooh, they're trying to legalize late term abortion. And people are just having abortions as a birth control. And it's like, no, they're not. Literally, no one who carries a child for 35 to 40 weeks is not just suddenly going, oh, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want this kid aborted. Like, that's not happening. No. You don't carry a child for eight, nine months and then just suddenly decide, oh, you know what? Mm, get rid of it. Let's just go ahead and let just get rid of it. That's that not happen. a real world thing. No one does that. No one does that at all. And besides that, I don't think it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it is on historical record that a pregnancy, a baby born before 20 weeks has been viable. Has lived, right after being born that early. So, whatever. And the whole no one, no one has abortions as a form of birth control because you know what? Guess what, you guys? I don't know if you know this or not. Abortions aren't fun. They're not. Take it from me. I've been through it. It's not fun. I'm not fucking going out here getting knocked up every other fucking year just to go have an abortion because my birth control failed. That's not a thing. No. Abortion is something. It's a fucking process. If you're fortunate, if you're fortunate, you never have to go through it. But if you do have to go through it, then you're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, never again. I'm not doing this ever again. And it's see, not like, oh, we're doing this for funsies now. God no. And see, here's the thing that people are forgetting: having a child, going through your 40 weeks pregnancy, whatever, going into labor and delivery, like. That's a choice. Not only is it a choice, it's a whole fucking medical procedure. It's one that you never know how it's going to end. Are you going to have your baby naturally? Are you going to have a C-section? Are you going to be able to handle the complications from C-section? Should there be? And guess what? A lot of fucking C-sections have complications. Talk to me about it. I went through it for six months and I don't want to go through it again. That's why I've actively not had another child since I've had Weldon. And I love him. I would do everything again to have him. However, my life is not worth him having a sibling, period. He needs me more than he needs a brother or a sister. And I don't expect a woman who gets pregnant to endure what I went through willingly if I talked to her and said, hey, this is what I've been through, and she decided to change her mind, that's fucking on her. But I don't expect Oh, give it up for adoption? Oh, you mean put another kid in the foster care system in the United oh, States with 45,000 e- children uh, thank in the you. foster care please system? Stop saying that yeah, you're let's pro- do that. Please stop saying that you're pro-life when we do have all these kids in foster care. And then you go on bitching about people being on food stamps and having financial assistance. I mean, are you caring about the living or are you caring about someone pushing out a fucking baby? The logic is- I have- fucked it is fucked 
I've been drinking a little bit less lately and I'm drinking tonight, so I'm feeling extra spicy, but I just really love it because um, my parents, well, my dad and my stepmom cannot seem to accept the fact that I will not have children. They cannot wrap their head around the idea that I will never have children. I will never be the one to give them grandchildren, even though they have three perfectly healthy grandchildren for my stepsister. It will never be enough. Anyway, I just really love it when the subject comes up with my stepmom because my dad is always very aggro about it. He gets very upset about it. He has berated me publicly for it before. My stepmom, she's she's always on the defense for me. So it's kind of like she sticks up for me when that situation arises. But she's also very kind of like, well, one of the things she has said to me is, you know, I talked to your dad about it and I told him he doesn't need to bring it up anymore. And I told him that if it happens, it happens and it'll be like a miracle and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, if that happens, I will not be pregnant for long. If something like that were to happen, I wouldn't stay pregnant if you get my gist. Like, Absolutely. I don't want children. I don't want children. Me suddenly becoming pregnant by mistake, by accident, by whatever fucking intervention, because my husband had his dick snipped off a couple of years ago. I'm not saying, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not staying pregnant for long. So it, whatever it takes for them to hold on hope, I don't know, but PSA, his so dick delusional. isn't completely snipped off. He, he just got the snip on the, the testes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's delusional and it is denial. But and, I mean, and as someone yeah, like, who went, through, I'm not just going to be like, Oh, I don't want children, but suddenly by accident, I've gotten pregnant. No. It must be a sign. It must be a miracle from the Lord. I'm going to keep it. I have suddenly changed my mind and all of my life's plans. No, that's not going to happen. I've decided what I've decided. If that happens, I will fucking abort it. Like, plain and simple. Without any innuendo or like metaphors. That's exactly what's going to happen. Sorry that's... to break your heart, dad and stepmom. If you ever listen to this, you probably won't, but whatever. But see, but that is entirely your choice. Like, I will tell anyone. It used to be until yesterday. <sighs> I know. I know, babe. We're just, we, we have a Democratic governor for the next couple of years. Let's just hold on to hope. But. Which, it, let's, 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 let's put this in, in clearer terms for our non-American listeners. Because I, I'm on TikTok frequently. And I have seen people getting confused in the comments who are not from right? the U.S. So, Roe v. Wade being overturned does not mean that abortion is banned in the United States. It just means that it leaves it up to the states themselves to decide if they are going to permit abortion or not. It's and, a state by state. And basis. some states have already like within the like 10 minutes of it being overturned. They had an immediate ban. Immediate. Our state it's fortunately like, yeah, our state fortunately has not been one of them, but a lot of them have. Uh only some of them address whether it's because of the product of incest or rape. Uh, a good amount of them do say if the uh, pregnant person's uh, life is at stake. But in, in, in no way, shape, or form do they touch on rape or incest. And to me, that is fucking bananas. Well, it's something like, I think, 26 states that are red. So they, it's expected that all 26 of these states will ban it altogether, which for non-American listeners, you guys have better education than us, so you probably already know this, but there are there are 53 states, so that's like, 
I'm just kidding. There's cookies. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it's it's half of the country that um, it's it's expected to be banned. So. And then there's people around here in North Carolina that don't understand how we have a Democratic governor because, well, me and all my friends and everyone I know in my echo chamber didn't vote for him. Girl, uh, guess what I did. Have you been to the most densely populated cities in North Carolina? Charlotte, Wilmington, Raleigh? Like, those are all blue as fuck, baby. Land can't vote. Let's go back to the election time. Land cannot vote, you guys. It's the metropolises. And I'm telling you, last time we went to Raleigh a couple months ago, I was, I hadn't been Raleigh and not like walked around Raleigh, but right. I, I hadn't been down there, like around the governor's mansion and all that since probably I was a kid. And I was absolutely blown away. Every other house on every street we walked down, they had either a BLM flag or sign or a pride flag or sign or both. And I was like, Charles, where are we right now? This does not feel like North Carolina. And he's like, they're just liberal as fuck here. And I was like, can we move here? <laughs> like it was, I, I mean, you see those every now and then here in Fayetteville, but in Raleigh, it was all up and down the streets. Right. I'm like, there's really people in Fayetteville that are shocked that we have a Democratic governor when places like Raleigh exist. I imagine it's the same in Charlotte and Wilmington. Oh, I think it very much is. We know it is in Asheville. Or oh, Bo- is it Asheville or Boone? Asheville or Boone, that's really liberal. It's Asheville. Mm. Anyway, that's our two cents. Dougie, what's your opinion? Wait, we don't care. We are tired of exactly. White men telling us what we're to do. tired. Of <laughs> That's why I wasn't <laughs> saying a word. <laughs> you just, you just tell me that you love me, baby, and that's all I want to hear. <laughs> I love you. Whoa! Thank you. God, that took a while. <sighs> okay, so because of the fact that I've been so pissed off, um. I picked a uh, pretty much evil-ass woman, honestly, if you want a woman to fucking hate. Hell yeah, another girl boss episode? We love that. Baby, I don't know if you want to call her a girl boss. What? Anyway, in some instances. Does she kill men? Uh, uh, some of them, yes. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. <laughs> All right. So I've already asked Jess, but uh, Dougie, are you familiar with uh, Nancy Doss, a.k.a. Nanny Doss, a.k.a. the Giggling Granny, a.k.a. the Lonely Hearts Killer? A.k.a. 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 (laughs) (laughs) No, never heard of her. I think I saw that name when I was looking for someone to do, but I didn't. Well, I don't know why she did not creep your interest because she fucking crept mine oh my god this lady is just fucking evil okay this one goes way the fuck back we're talking 1905 this lady was born and she was born into like her her father was you know kind of abusive um and like he was just he was very 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 controlling and miss nancy uh came akin to her mother's romance novels she loved reading those and uh, to a point, I'm not sure, but to a point where her father 
had banned like makeup in the house. She could only dress incredibly uh, conservative. Um, she, you know, it was just very, very, very restrictive on her. Um, when she, Nancy, was seven years old, um, she did suffer a head injury. Because they mm. all do. Suffered a head injury riding on a plane or riding on a train. I'm sorry. And for years afterwards had like several headaches, blackouts. Um, I think, uh, oh, severe, yeah, severe headaches and depression. Um, let me see here. Um, when she was a teenager, um, she married her first husband, which colloquially and you know the stories to go um will be known as the one that got away as she has four husbands after him each single one of them died and i will get to that in just a second the one that got away is in the one that like escaped his own death or like slipping through my fingers that like he he makes a comment later on that like he left because he was scared of her (laughs) Okay. Like, basically pretty fucking much. Not funny, haha. Funny, weird. Yeah. Um, but she met him at a linen factory that she had worked at. They um, dated for four months before they got married. Surprisingly, her father was very accepting of the marriage. I guess because old dude worked and, I mean, it just took some pressure off of him. Like, hey, I don't have to deal with her. You do it. Um, they had, um, oh, I should mention this. Um, he also was living and taking care of his mother. So when they did live together, um, it was all three of them in the one house. And he, they did have, uh, four daughters together. Um, they had, their daughter, their daughters were Gertrude, Zelmer. Florine and Melvina. Melvina is going to, she's going to come up. Um, Florine. Florine, yes. That sounds like a chemical It does, like chlorine. Fluoride and chlorine. Um, But yeah, her name, F-L-O-R-I-N-E. But her and her first husband, like, they both, like, cheated on each other like crazy. Like, to the point where they would be, like, away from each other for fucking days. And it just, like, it wasn't a very healthy marriage. Um, two of their daughters, the oldest ones, uh, Gertrude and Zelmer, both weirdly died of food poisoning. Yeah, it was the early 1900s. I mean, yeah. They probably didn't even know how to cook chicken. Probably. Um, But in the meantime, when that happened, uh, her first husband took Melvina and fled. Um, She took the other daughter and, you know, fled as well he eventually brings her back in 1928 
um, accompanied with his new girlfriend, who is also a divorcee and their new child. Um, after that, her and uh, the first husband, like, soon divorce. Um, and Melvina eventually comes back to live with Nancy and Florine. In 1929, just a year later, she meets and marries her second husband, Frank Harrelson. Uh, the two lived in Jacksonville with Florine and Melvina. A few months later, she discovers that her new husband is an alcoholic who had a criminal record for assault. Despite all of this, their marriage does last for 16 years. Uh, Melvina gives birth to their son, uh, in 1943, Robert Lee Haynes, followed by a daughter in 1945, who soon died afterwards. The uh, consequences aren't really known. Um, actually, no, hold on. No, I read that completely wrong. In 1945, Melvina, her daughter, gives birth to a baby boy. And she swears up and down that her mother, Nancy put a hat pin in the baby's head. It's just kind of fucking brutal. I mean, are we talking like like a sewing needle? Yeah. Um, like a... Okay, because 1943, the son, Melvina's son, is a couple years older, and then the daughter dies. Now, the son ends up dying, too. Um, I'm just wondering, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. From what I I'm understand, trying to imagine this pin in my head, like, yeah, from what I imagine a hat pin is just like a fucking like needle type thing that goes in like a fedora or some shit. You know what I'm saying? That could kill someone. I mean, if you were to put it in an infant's, like that's some thin skin, that's some thin bone. Like, if you were to insert it, and I imagine it would be easy to insert into a tiny child's soft skull. Like, yeah, I hate well, to be graphic. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking that's... about. Yeah, that's. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying how hard it would be, but like something that small. Like, I'm thinking of like, I, I don't know, maybe it's thicker than that, but I'm thinking of like a sewing needle. Well, like, that didn't would. Have... No, I think a hat pin is much bigger than that. Didn't they have like pins to hold? like certain bonnets or stuff down not the tie down type but there was a pin right but like, like the when ones you're doing that have a bun, like the big you, extravagant yeah like, like when you yes they used to do the buns and they put the pin through to hold it all together something like that hmm. maybe perhaps that would make more sense mm. than a needle right so uh, Nancy kills uh, Melvina's youngest daughter, and then when Melvina goes to visit her ho her father, um, she left her son, Robert, alone with her mother, and he died under her care. His death was diagnosed as asphyxia. Am I saying that right? Asphyxia. Asphyxia. Thank you. Due to unknown causes, uh, two months later... After Robert's death, Nancy collects a $500 life insurance policy that she had taken out on her grandson. Um, 
on September 15th, I think of that same year, um, her second husband came home drunk from celebrating the end of World War II and had um, sexually assaulted uh, Nancy. And she decided that she was done with it. And so she raced, she laced his whiskey with rat poison and he died later that evening. God damn. Nancy then used a Lonely Hearts column to find her third husband, Arlie Lanning. They were married three days later. Um, he also ends up being an alcoholic womanizer, but it was actually his wife who dis- but he, his Am I reading that right? Hold on. I don't, I don't know my notes. Okay, I guess it was his ex-wife that disappeared for a few months. I'm not sure. At any point in time, um, Nancy visits one of her sisters, uh, Toby Weaver, who is bedridden. Um, and she mysteriously dies under Nancy's care. Then fall, that following September 7th, uh, Nancy poisons her third husband's mother. And made it look as if she merely just died in her sleep. Um, Lanning himself uh, passed away that following February. But his um, his death was ruled as just natural causes, heart failure. But that doesn't stop Nancy from burning down <laughs> their house that they had together. And her taking all of the insurance money from that. So if anything so far, insurance money really motivates this lady. Now, after joining another dating service, she meets her fourth husband. Uh, they marry uh, the same year. Um, he wasn't an alcoholic, but he was a womanizer. And in the year of 1953, Nancy decides not only to murder her own mother, but to then uh, poison uh, her fourth husband. I'm guessing... Murder is such a commitment. I mean, and I'm guessing all of this, too, just to collect life insurance money. I'm not even talking about, like, actually doing it, but, like, the mental and emotional commitment in murder. Like, I just, like... I, I know of one person that I think I could absolutely murder without any mental repercussions but that's just so wild to think about like someone just killing people yeah i'd be like overthinking you know what i mean like that's a lot that's heavy it is it truly is and your own mom what bro i mean the lady did also kill her bedridden sister supposedly soon um, okay, so after husband number four, <clears throat> a month after he's dead, she marries her fifth and final husband. So the time frame, whatever, his name was Samuel Doss, a devout Christian. He disapproved of the romantic novels and stories that his wife enjoyed so much. However, he actually did care about her in September 1954. He was admitted to a hospital displaying flu-like symptoms. This was diagnosed as a severe digestive tract infection. And Doss was released from the hospital on October 5th, only to suddenly die a few days later. 
Obviously, his unexpected death was extremely suspicious, and his doctor ordered an autopsy. Inside his system was enough arsenic to have killed a horse. And Nancy... I mean, if you're going to do it, don't be obvious about it. Well, she won't. Like, if you're going to kill somebody with arsenic, you got to do it over a long period of time. But this isn't me giving murder advice. Or, ri- <laughs> like, what is it, ricin? It doesn't take very much, I don't think. We're not giving murder advice. We eat sure. the jar. Uh, I'm keeping that for myself. We eat the jar. I'll let you guys figure don't, out my one person. She'd been getting that. away with it for so long, so <laughs> she probably figured no one's going to be suspicious. Probably. It's just another one. <laughs> okay. Nancy confessed that she did indeed murder her husband as she was in a rush to collect two life insurance policies that she had taken out on him. She also claimed responsibility for killing the other people in her family. In total, uh, she had murdered four of her husbands, two of her children, two of her grandchildren, her sister, her mother, and mother-in-law. And on ma'am, she offed her whole family. Dude, I'm telling you, this lady was evil. Every one of them just gone. Um, on May 17th, 1955, uh, Nanny or yeah, Nanny Doss uh, pled guilty and was sentenced to life imprisonment uh, due to her gender. She was spared the death penalty. Strangely enough, she maintained that she was motivated by love rather than money and she died of leukemia on june 2nd 1965 so the only love she cared for was the money yeah it was the love of the money Mm. absolutely were these people ill hold on i have another fun fact about her my grandmom's ears must be burning right now because she's literally blowing up my phone and her name is Nancy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Are you talking about me? <laughs> yeah. So the reason why they call her the giggling granny is while she was confessing to all these murders, she was literally just giggling and laughing the whole time. Honestly, same. I do that when I'm uncomfortable. She was just giggling and laughing the whole time, and that's why she is called the Giggling Granny. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a story of Nancy Doss, a.k.a. Nanny Doss, a.k.a. what were all the other names that I gave her? God damn. Uh, but yeah, that's Ma- all her. And Maybe they I- were mercy kills, you know, like Brian Laundrie. Uh- I don't want. I don't want to get on that one. I don't want to get on that one. I'll, I'll just. I'll. I'll. I'll TLDR for our TLDR. I did mention it on a on a previous podcast episode. Um. So Brian Laundrie's notebook contents have been released from his notebook that was found with his body in the swamp, and essentially it was an eight page long letter in which he admitted that he killed Gabby because she got injured very severely. And she was in a lot of pain, and he wanted to have mercy on her, so he killed her. In a place with perfectly fine cell phone reception. Mm -hmm. Liar. Mm -hmm. I hate men. The end. Men are scary. 
And men are so like, they could just wake up one morning and be like, I don't love you anymore. And then it's like, they're also so much stronger than us. So it's like, what if they don't love us anymore? And then like, also they want to kill us. <laughs> men are terrifying. Can I go finish packing now? I'm really sad. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Well, that's all for tonight, folks. Um, blah, blah. Close this thing out. Yeah, blah, check blah. out it's Patreon, social medias, what the fuck ever. It's Ryan's turn next time if he doesn't have a... What's the Handmaid's Tale thing? I should close out with that. What is it, like, under his eye or something? I don't fucking know. I don't watch it, and I'm scared to Below watch it his now. Eye? I don't know. Oh, I tried to watch it, and I got, like, two episodes in. I was like, this is fucking heavy. So I turned it off. <laughs> anyway. Um, doop, 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 doop. That's all, folks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch us later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>